Good morning, families. Uh, blessed Lunar New Year to all of you and also to those who are watching on the screen. Yeah. Blessed Lunar New Year once again. Yeah, it's good to see all of you this morning despite uh, your busyness in celebrating the Lunar New Year. The Chinese New Year, the Lunar New Year, is a great time to meet with our family and extended family. For some of us, the gathering may be once a year event. So I hope all of us are using this time to engage with our family, build relationship with them, and learn to know what is going on with their lives. During our gathering, a lot of exchanges and conversations will take place. Among our family, some have known about Jesus and some have yet known about him. As believers, we want our loved ones to know Jesus. But oftentimes, we do not know how to approach this matter with them. Besides our desire to share about Jesus, people are observing us. They observe how we live our lives. They will make opinions about us as Christians. I think we have heard various stories about us Christians and what people say about us. We are witnesses for Jesus. Some may think that it is sufficient to witness by being a good Christian. Some believe in proclamation of the gospel, but some may find us forcing the gospel. How should, how should we draw a balance in this tension between proclamations of the gospel and being a Christian witness? How can we be not ashamed of the gospel? For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to us and to the world. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect. I repeat, but in your hearts, in our hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect. We need to be prepared in season and out of season to give account for our faith and the hope we have in Jesus. We need to give an answer when people ask us about our faith. The title for today's sermon is, We Are Witnesses for Jesus. And we are going to learn from the letter of John. Apostle John wrote a personal letter to the early church, encouraging them to be strong and firm in the faith, despite various things that they went through. He was sharing his real-life experience with Jesus and encouraging the church to lift up their faith. In the first John chapter 1, verse 1 to 10, and continue with first John chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we look upon and have touched with our hands, 
concerning the word of life, concerning Jesus. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Verse 5, This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. Continue with 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is the word of God. Let's speak to God. Okay, let us pray. Uh, our Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Open our hearts and mind. Help us to grow to know Jesus more. And hide me behind the cross. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This passage that we have just read is part of a letter written by Apostle John in his old age to the church in Ephesus and sister churches in the first century. John was a disciple of Jesus. Jesus called him when he was young, probably a teenager at that time. He was fishing with his brother James. Jesus called John and his brother to follow him. John and James left their nets, their fishing nets, and they followed Jesus. He lived with Jesus for about three years. He saw what Jesus did. Jesus' teaching, miracles, and living examples. John witnessed Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection, and his appearance to him and other disciples for 40 days before Jesus ascended to heaven. Jesus commanded him and the rest of the disciples to proclaim about Jesus and to make disciples of all nations. Many years have passed since then. He faithfully shared and proclaimed the resurrected Christ. Christ was founded and the church, church was founded and the church grew. Not only for the believing Jews, but for Gentiles and for all nations. As the church grew, they also faced oppositions and various teachings. Some of them are false teachings about Jesus. In this letter of 1 John, John is writing to the church to hold firm to their belief in the truth about Jesus and to live their lives 
according to this truth. What can we learn from this passage? How can this passage be relevant to us today as witnesses for Jesus? The first point that we can learn from verse 1 to verse 4 is that we witness by sharing our stories. We witness by sharing our stories. Verse 3 and 4 says, That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you. What we have seen and heard. So that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing this thing so that our joy may be complete. From verse 1 to verse 4, John was sharing with the church his experience and encounter with Jesus. He has seen Jesus. He looked upon him. And this Jesus that he knew, he shared with them. The purpose of the sharing about Jesus is for the church to have eternal life, to have fellowship with each other, with the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing in Jesus restores our broken relationship with God and restore our relationship with one another. Let me repeat. Believing in Jesus restores our relationship with God and our broken relationship restores relationship with one another. We believe in Jesus because we heard the good news about Jesus Christ and believe Him by faith. In this journey of faith, we experience His love, salvation, and grace at different phases of our lives. Just like John who experienced Christ and proclaimed Him to the church, we are called to do likewise. Even though we have not seen Jesus directly, we have experienced Him in many other ways. We have stories to tell and this is what we share and proclaim to others. How do we start? How do we start telling stories about Jesus? We begin with our own family. Either our own believing family members or our spiritual family. Let us talk about Jesus more. Let us talk about Jesus more. We make efforts to be conscious of God's presence and His grace. We talk about Jesus in our daily conversations. We acknowledge His love, His presence, His providence in our lives. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Beside our family, our spiritual family, we can share our stories with our extended family, our neighbors, our colleagues, or anyone that we meet. We may hesitate to share our stories about Jesus, but we must overcome this hesitation. We must overcome this hesitation. We trust the leading of the Holy Spirit about what to share and when to share. It is through the hearing of the gospel they can respond in faith and come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the gospel, there is a story that Jesus healed a demon-possessed man in Gerizim in Mark chapter 5. After he was set free from bondage, he wanted to follow Jesus. Yet, Jesus did not allow him to go with him. Instead, Jesus told the man, 
to go home to his friends and family and to tell them how much the Lord has done for him and how much the Lord has had mercy on him. The man went away and began proclaiming about Jesus. How about us? Besides sharing our testimonies, our lives must be consistent with the gospel message. Besides sharing our testimonies, our lives must be consistent with the gospel message. Our lives should not be a stumbling block for the gospel. John was writing to the church how they should live their lives as followers of Jesus. John told the church that they must walk in the light and love one another. The second point that we can learn from verse 5 to verse 10 is that we witness by walking in the light. We witness by walking in the light. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sins. Verse 5 to 10, John told the church that God is light, and we are to walk in the light. What does it mean to walk in the light? Walking in the light begins with surrendering our lives to Jesus. We come to the light by receiving Jesus into our hearts, making him the Lord, our Lord and Savior. We confess our sins and asking Jesus to cleanse us. We must be brave to confront our sins and mistakes and bring them to the light. We must be humble to allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse us and reveal to us the state of our hearts. Do not harden our hearts thinking that we are good enough, thinking that we do not need repentance. Confess our sins, be honest with God, and allow Him to take over. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. After receiving Jesus into our lives, we must continue to walk in the light. It is done through obedience to the Word of God. It means when we hear the Word of God, we obey. When we hear the word of God, we obey. Psalm 119 verse 9 and 10 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. How can a young man, all of us, yeah, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it to the word of God. Verse 11, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have stored up the word of God in my heart that I might not sin against you. To walk in the light, we must be holy. All of us have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, but we must continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. There is no shortcut to holiness. To grow in holiness is to grow in meditating the word of God, his word, and obey what the Word of God says. 
Our obedience to the word of God is our witness for Jesus. Our obedience to the word of God is our witness for Jesus. The third point that we can learn is that we witness by loving people. We witness by loving people. In 1 John chapter 4, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love doesn't know God, because God is love. In this passage, John was encouraging the church to love one another. As a church, we must love our family. We must love our family members, our extended family. And we also love one another in God's house, all of us here. We must love our brothers and sisters in Amokyo Methodist Church. Beside our family and spiritual family, God calls us to love the world, which are the people and God's creation. How can we show this love? How can we show this love? In James chapter 2, verse 14 to 17 says, What good is it, my brothers, if anyone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and if any of you says to them, Go in peace, be warm and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also... Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Showing love is is through our action. Loving others is planting seeds for the gospel. We are called to love our neighbors and being a neighbor to others. We are called to love our neighbors and being a neighbor to others. When we love someone who are not our loved ones, we are risking our lives. There may be fear that we are wasting our resources. Does it pay to love others? What if we are wasting our valuable resources by loving others and in the end there are no results? There's an example for our late sister, Sophia Blackmore. You can uh, Google her name online and uh, find more details about her. Sophia Blackmore was an Australian missionary who was sent to Singapore. She founded two schools which are known today as Methodist Girls School and Fairfield Methodist School Secondary. She started by teaching Tamil, and Chinese girls around the end of the 19th century, which is more than a hundred years ago. She had a great contribution to the girls in those days. What had driven her to come all the way to Singapore as a single woman? She was driven by the love of God. She loved the people even though they were different from her. She was white. Yeah, different skin color. And in those days, there was white supremacy. White was more superior than people of colors. 
Sophia looked beyond race and gender. She plowed and worked hard to improve the lives of girls in Singapore. It is easy to admire her work today after we see the results and fruits of her labor. But when she started, she started by faith. She encountered rejection. There were discouragements and perhaps some thoughts. Does it pay to work so hard? Will there be result from these efforts? Does it pay to work hard for the girls? Yeah, for the girls. How about us today? Around 10 years ago, there was a paper published about Singapore population and the need to increase the number through immigration to sustain the nation. There were many voices and opinions being raised at that time. A friend of mine was sharing with me that her church sees this as God has opened the way for millions of foreigners to hear about Jesus. Many foreigners in Singapore came from places, countries, where the good news is not easily accessible and available. In Singapore, they meet us. In Singapore, they have opportunity to see and meet Jesus, which are all of us, God's people. They have opportunity to experience the love of God. We must love them. We must love them. Loving people requires the giving of ourselves. We may suffer because of our love. We sacrifice, and in some cases, it does not pay to love people. Loving people is the hallmark of our faith. Loving people is the hallmark of our faith. People know that we are serious about Jesus when they see our love for them. In summary, let me close with an account and testimony of Matthew, one of the disciples of Jesus. Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 to 10. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And Jesus said to Matthew, Follow me. And Matthew rose and followed Jesus. And as Jesus reclined, Add together at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. Jesus called Matthew while he was collecting tax for the Roman government. He was considered a traitor and sinner by his own people. Yet, Jesus called him to follow him. Jesus came and ate together with his friends, fellow tax collectors and sinners. The love of Jesus changed and transformed Matthew. He followed Jesus and he wrote an account of Jesus in this Matthew Gospel. Just like Matthew, all of us are here today because Jesus has called and loved us where we are. All of us are here today because Jesus has called and loved us where we are. Jesus has demonstrated his love for us while we were yet sinners, Christ has died for us.
We are witnesses for Jesus because He has loved us. We are witnesses for Jesus because He has loved us. Let us witness what Jesus has done for us so that our family members, our colleagues, our community, people in Singapore and beyond may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. May God help us. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you, Lord, for what you have done in each one of us. Lord, as we surrender our lives to you, Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to do your work in our lives. And this season, as we are meeting with our family members and our extended family, Father, we pray, Lord, truly, that you give us the opportunity to be your witness, to show our love to our actions, and to to show, Lord, to our members, Lord, that all of us are walking in the light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.